0: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander.
1: Stay connected and
2: never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in car Wi Fi at att.com slash in car Wi Fi and keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, week two of the preseason is almost in the books. We're going to tell you which players had weekend performances that have them flying up or flying down draft boards. And will Peyton Manning and Jamal Charles be the top scorers at their respective positions again in 2014? Find out as our fantasy 2 days heads to Denver and KC. Plus, looking for an edge in your fantasy drafts? Well, we've got your back because we're going position by position to tell you which players will break out in 2014. NFL Fantasy Live presented by DirecTV starts right now. fantasy fans welcome to nfl fantasy live the official fantasy football show of the nfl james co here alongside the hall of famer michael fabiano molly kalisi Caram is going to be joining us with adam rank in just a moment just a reminder that fantasy football signups are now open at nfl.com slash fantasy so be sure to check that out Fabs, today marks the official start of fantasy draft week do you want to tell us about it This is when people
3: need to start drafting their fantasy teams. It's like Festivus for fantasy football owners. (laughs) Now is the time that people are going to start setting up those drafts. And right up until Labor Day weekend, we are going to see a lot of fantasy football drafts on NFL.com. And you haven't signed up yet. Do
2: it now. you got to go. NFL.com slash fantasy. All right, let's take a look at some of the key injuries from this past week. And those guys in red, those are the big ones. Isaiah Pede. Uh, apparently blew out his knee. Sam Baker also with a torn, I I believe, a torn patella in his knee. And that's a big one. And those are huge. Uh, Sam Baker, obviously not a guy you're going to draft, but the implications of what Sam Baker does for the Atlanta O-line has some major implications in a lot of fantasy drafts. Exactly. Remember, they drafted Jake Matthews because they
3: wanted to solidify that offensive line. Well, they just lost a big part of it. And the old line last year was downright terrible at times. Matt Ryan had, was sacked uh, a ton last
2: season, so hopefully Atlanta can fill that hole, but it's going to be tough. Alright, Fabs, two games went down Sunday. Let's take a look at mm-hmm. our first. We start with the Broncos it's and the 49ers. and brand new them. Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. A veritable cornucopia. Yeah. Looks nice. Yeah. A fantasy talent. And they have fantasy football lounges there, too. They do, indeed. Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas on one side, and of course, Vernon Davis and this man, Colin Kaepernick, on the other. Hits Anquan Bolden here for a very short game. Bolden just catches everything. He does. He's been looking pretty good in the preseason, to be honest with you. Five for nine for Kaepernick. Not very many yardage, but a lot of drops as well. Still in the first quarter, Peyton Manning to his favorite target, Demarius Thomas. How is he this wide open? A 21-yard game. What a fantasy football duo this has become. Yeah, absolutely. DT. Five catches, 37 yards. Second quarter we go. The other Thomas. Manning to Julius Thomas. And I had got a feeling we're going to see a lot of this wow. this season. Not the prettiest pass in the world, but it doesn't matter. It's six points. It looked easy, though, didn't it? Oh, it's Peyton Manning. There you go. 17 yard score. Manning finished 12 of 14 for 102 yards in that score. Niners got smashed, man, losing 34 to nothing at home. All right, Fabs, your takeaways from that game Denver uh, against smashing, I mean, absolutely smashing they the Niners him. at home. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Niners got a pretty good D. What are your takeaways from that game? Uh, Peyton Manning's good. <laughs> okay. Brandon Manning
3: alert! fantastic. I'm still not drafting him too early because I don't do that, but he just looks great. He is right on the same page as Demarius Thomas, who has emerged as one of the elite wide receivers in fantasy football, and Julius Thomas as well has been great.
2: Uh, Very quickly, I know you've been high on on Monty Ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, CJ Anderson got a a bulk of the carries. Ronnie Hillman started the game. Right. Any cause for concern? No, unless Ball has some sort of setback. He is the guy as far as I'm concerned. All right, game number two, Carolina taken on Kansas City. Cam Newton's back. Cam Newton is back. Alex Smith, he was there. Jamal Charles was not. He didn't make the trip due to a bruised foot. Cam Newton, there he is. He saw his first game action after offseason ankle surgery. First quarter here, Smith connects with Dwayne Bowe for 21 yards. Bowe looked pretty nice. Five catches, 62 yards. Don't be fooled. (laughs) Don't be fooled by it. All right, second quarter we go. Stewie, we're talking about Jonathan Stewart. A Jonathan Stewart sighting. Wow. This is not the the only time we're going to see Jay Stew either. Uh, That was from two yards out, next Carolina possession. Newton is going to connect with his rookie wide receiver, Calvin Benjamin. Benjamin. Newton looked a little rusty, but he got better. First quarter, he looked, i got to be saying, he looked very stiff and tentative out there. He really warmed up as he the did. game went on. All right, later in the drive, it's Stewart again. Another one. There it is. Two scores for Jay Stew. Makes it 14-6. Panthers go on to win 28-16. to The player you were most impressed with
3: in that game, Fabs. Well, Cam Newton is someone that people have been waiting to see play after the ankle surgery. And there were a few plays in there where he had to scramble around and he looked like the old Superman. It looked like he could bust that thing right out. <laughs> I didn't see any issues with the ankle. That is very very good news if he continues to progress and there's no issues with this ankle. I see his
2: ADP rising a little bit. All right, that was Sunday, but overall, which players have impressed you throughout this preseason week? Well, I'm going to talk about Tony Romo first. Tony Romo,
3: in his first game back from the back surgery, looked very, very good for the Dallas Cowboys. He completed four of five passes for 80 yards. He had a 31-yard touchdown pass to who else but Dez Bryant. (laughs) So that was the one issue we had with Romo. Is the back going to
2: hold up? Well, so far, so good. It was a positive step for Tony. Talk to me about Justin Hunter. Just 18 catches last season, but I know you're high on him this year. I love
3: this guy, and – they, they put this J-A-G tag on him instead of his name, just a guy, it motivated him. Four catches, 111 yards and two touchdowns, and a 64-yard touchdown. This kid has breakout written all over him, and no one's drafting him until the later rounds. Yeah. If you like your wide receivers
2: young and playing in their second year, Take a chance on Justin Hunter somewhere late. So much hype surrounding Kyle Rudolph in a Norv Turner offense. Did you like how he looked? Oh, of course.
3: How can you not? Four <laughs> catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown, yeah. including that 51-yard touchdown. And he's in sync with Matt Castle. Look at him making a play there in the middle of the field and taking it to the house like a wide receiver. And you said it. Norv Turner is the tight end whisperer. Okay, Jordan Cameron, last year, there have been a, a litany of tight ends who have played well in North Turner's offense. He's a breakout candidate. You
2: see it. Their Average draft position, 101st overall, the 11th Brown. Sign, Sign me up. Come on. Yeah. Good profits to be had with Kyle Rudolph, I believe. All right. Mm-hmm. least impressive players. Boy, Eli Manning looks bad. Yeah. I, and I know Eli Manning was bad last year,
3: <laughs> but he looks even <laughs> yeah. worse so far in the preseason. Brand new offense. One of seven, six passing yards against the Colts. I mean, Yikes. I could do that, James. Seven of 16, 49 passing yards in the preseason. Yuck. Now, you're not drafting Eli Manning, okay? Uh, much the chagrin of, uh, of our fantasy Khaleesi, Molly, Karam. But this has to have you a little bit worried about Victor Cruz and Reuben Randall. If Eli Manning can't find success, the chances are the wide receivers aren't going to find success either. He's in a new offense. Let's give him a little bit of time, but so far,
2: no good. C.J. Spiller currently has an ADP on NFL.com, a 45th overall, Mm -hmm. a fifth-rounder in 10-team leagues. Rashad Jennings, Ryan Matthews, Frank Gore also in that ballpark. He didn't look too good. I hate to say it, but Fred Jackson looks better
3: again, and he's 33 years old. Spiller, six carries, 16 yards. He split the first-team reps with Jackson. He was on the field for no third downs or no red zone touches. So, That has me a little bit worried, but I've been saying all along, you can't draft him
2: as more than a flex. All right, so Trent Richardson, a much lower ADP for him, 86th overall, taken after Joy Bell, right before Maurice Jones, Drew, and Steven Jackson.
3: He's dancing too much still, James. The offensive line's got question marks, and he looks like the same guy that failed us last year. I don't know if they put cement in his pads or in his shoes or what, but he's just not moving very well. And... I, I, right right at this point, I don't even know if I can trust him as a flex starter. If wow. I draft Trent Richardson, I am taking him as a high-end four. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm not taking him. Because the risk with him is just growing, in my opinion. I wanted to see more than this. He's just not producing. I still believe that his current ADP,
2: profits might be had. But you're right, right. He
3: does look. Don't go crazy and draft him in the first six or seven rounds. Right. But if you can get him around eight or around nine, then you take a chance no on him. No doubt. The it. Well, risk. We know the talent's there.
2: That's the thing, but can he I read mean, the plot. It was after his first year. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We're gonna throw it over again to the third Game of Thrones reference here. Molly, Khaleesi, Carroll and Adam Rank.
4: Oh, thank you, James. What's changed? Hating on the Giants and loving up on the Cowboys. Right. Probably waiting on quarterbacks this year too. <laughs> Molly <laughs> He Car- doesn't
2: do that
1: ever. Uh,
4: Molly Karim here with the People's Champ, Adam Rank. We got to give the people what they want, right? So we're talking <laughs> Little Browns, Redskins, as these two teams get set to face off tonight, FedEx Field. I have a feeling there might be some good ratings on this preseason. Game. I
1: think a lot of people be tuning in.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Just a hunch. Brian Hoyer set to start tonight for Cleveland, but on Tuesday. Coach Mike Pettin is expected to announce a starter for the season, so clearly all eyes will be on Johnny Manziel tonight. But from a fantasy perspective, what should we be looking forward to in this one and watching?
1: Can we can we have some real talk here about Johnny Manziel? Real talk, let's do it. Can we just start him? Can we skip to the part of the movie where Johnny Manziel is just a starting quarterback of this team? Look, maybe after the the Browns have waited a decade for this guy to be their starting quarterback. Can you just give them what they want? Like, look at this first game. There he is against the Lions. He's doing all the things you that really we do saw You really did give him. the people what they he, want. Yeah, he's doing all the things that he was expected to do and what we became accustomed to him doing at Texas A&M. He's rolling out. He's hitting receivers on the run. He's smartly running the football. Look at that pass right there. This guy's ready to play. Put him out there. The Browns fans have waited so long. Mm-hmm. Just put him out there.
4: If he earns a starting job, will you uh, have a blow-up swan in the pool and a do the bit. ice bucket I, challenge in the pool swan? I, the blow-up I do one? all of
1: that. All, I'm doing all that. I'll be out there in my floaty, watching Browns games <laughs> and drafting him in the 13th round. And another guy right. who needs to be on the field uh-huh. is Terrence West. Again, he's got the explosiveness. He's perfect for Kyle Shanahan. What about Ben Tate? That's nice. Of him. He's, he got a nice contract. <laughs> he's getting paid. But Terrence West, just from talking to the scouts and everything like that, feel that he's the best fit for this offense he got he didn't get a chance to run with the ones too much against Detroit hopefully he'll get that opportunity tonight against the Washington Redskins Because this guy is immensely talented.
4: All right, I'll be watching Terrence West there, no no question. On the other side of the ball, Adam, RG3 was my quarterback last season. I wasn't wasn't hoisting any trophies. We'll just leave it at that. What can I expect tonight and during this season from RG3?
1: we got to see him as a pocket passer because they've now taken the run element away from him and they want him to drop back and throw the ball. And they had a joint practice last week with the New England Patriots, and there were reports that Kirk Cousins just looked better. A lot of the Patriots players – actually came out and confirmed that report so there's a little bit of uh, intrigue there you know the thing that made RG3 so great was his running and he had six touchdowns in his first six games he's had one in the last 22 and if he's not running the football if he's just a pocket passer you cannot draft him high you cannot take him over guys like even Guys like Andy Dalton, Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson. He's falling way down my draft board.
4: I'll tell you what, I'm waiting on him for sure as well. How about Alfred Morris? We know he's got a sweet ride in the third most rush TDs in the NFL since 2012. Will that trend continue, my man.
1: His sweet Mitsubishi (laughs) he calls Bentley. Like, I love this guy. I don't understand why people are so down on him. Yeah, he's a two-down back, and he might not figure too prominently in the passing game, but he's really working on it, and Coach Jay Gruden was talking about how he's made strides, how he's made improvements, and I don't expect him to come out and be the second coming of Marcus Allen catching the ball out of the backfield, but he should be good enough. Plus, he gets all the goal line carries, or mm-hmm. at least we hope he does Which this year. Which is huge. Because Shanahan's gone, so hopefully mm-hmm. Jay Gruden will get him the ball. No
4: Shanahanigans uh, there. Did I say that right? You got it right. Okay. How about Deshaun Jackson? We know he's going to ball out against Philly, but yeah. how about the rest of the year with <laughs> RG3 under center?
1: If you have him in those two games against Philly, you'll probably do really well. But like he's, in those
4: weeks. But you know what?
1: Deshaun Jackson had his best best season last year with Chip Kelly. Mm -hmm. It seems like it was a product of Kelly's offense. And now he's going to be there. He's going to be behind Pierre Garçon. He's going to be their number two guy. I don't trust him. I don't – I'm out. I'm out. It's too rich for my blood. Yeah. I'd rather have Pierre Garçon. You're, hi- you're
4: higher on Garçon. Yes. All right. Adam, thank you so much. The People's Champ. Appreciate it. Coming up, it's time to pump you up. Fabs and Rank, a.k.a. Hans and Franz, or I like my other nicknames better, are naming their flex players to target to help bring home the ship. Smells like a victory in here. Is and Manning prime for an encore fantasy performance in 2014? Will Welker's value fall? Because of Manuel Sanders find out what our experts are saying... And more on the rest of the Broncos during Fantasy 2 days Rocky Mountain Edition. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
0: Welker wide open touchdown Denver Demarius Thomas the Peyton Manning and Julius Thomas just become best friends and he's got a Denver touchdown Peyton Manning scampers into the end zone touchdown Thomas with a touchdown and there's the record
4: Yeah, they were pretty good last year, except during that game, that big one, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. yeah. How about that? No
1: fantasy points there,
4: though. No. No bueno. Here's a look at the top ten fantasy quarterbacks from last year. Peyton Manning doing work as usual right there at the top with over 50 more fantasy points than the next closest guy, one Drew Brees. Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, and Romo rounding at the back end. Of the top ten. Hello, everybody. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Caram here with Michael Fabiano and Adam Rank. Hello again, gentlemen. Today we're continuing our fantasy two-a-days by talking all things Broncos, starting with the man under center, Peyton Manning. Fabs, let's start with you. He was the highest-scoring quarterback last year. Where should fantasy owners think about drafting him this year?
3: Well, think about drafting him or actually draft him, because I don't like drafting quarterbacks. (laughs) early. He's going to go over the first two rounds. He's going to go in one of the first rounds. I'm not going to draft him there, but that's where he belongs coming off the best season a quarterback has ever had from a fantasy perspective. But keep in mind, no quarterback other than Drew Brees has ever gone 5,000 yards in back-to-back seasons or 40 touchdown passes in back-to-back seasons. I'm not saying Manning can't do it, but it's only been done once by one quarterback. He's going to be phenomenal. He looks great in the second week of the preseason. But my strategy is to wait on quarterbacks. So sadly, I will never have Peyton Manning on one of my fantasy teams. I'm drafting him. I like him. You you know, I understand the numbers and
1: the history, but this is a new world of the NFL. I mean, defenders are getting flagged for just glaring at opposing receivers. So now I look at Peyton Manning. I look at how how his motivation is going to be after that Super Bowl game that you mentioned to me, he's going to treat the NFL like Brock Lesnar treated John Cena in SummerSlam. He's going to, s- not good. He's going to smoke the league, and it wouldn't surprise me if he has more touchdowns this wow. year. So he's going to okay. German
3: suplex the NFL like 70 wow, times. Whoa, whoa, wow, yeah. whoa,
4: whoa. Wow. Let's stick with football, people, but it's Peyton Manning. Hey, if <laughs> if last uh, night was any indication, the guy's going to be all right, but let's move on to his running back, Monty Ball, his second year right. in this prolific offense. And I'm going to name drop, okay? Okay. So I was at Denver's training camp with Terrell oh, Davis. You're a name drop, the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? That's my first one of the day, okay? It was your first WWE reference all right (laughs) um so he was saying that he feels like this will be a breakout year for him that he's going to be even better do you concur would you draft him are you scared
1: i'm a little worried about monty ball last year they wanted to go out and give him the the job even with my name drop even with your name Mm -hmm. drop they wanted to give him the job and then what happens no sean moreno becomes the guy there in denver now he's got the appendectomy and ronnie hillman has looked pretty good in practice so i just can't trust him i just don't
4: his last name's Ball. Like he's it is, meant to carry the ball.
1: It is a cool name. Like it's a perfect name for a running back, but is that enough? They'll go draft him in the second round. I don't think because that's his ADP right now. He's going off the board in the second round, and I'm just not, it's too, it's too risky for me. I'd rather have Peyton Manning. If you're
3: sitting there and you have a choice between Peyton Manning or Monte Ball, who's the more automatic person? I am on board with Monte Ball, so mm. your name dropping benefited for me, okay? Look at the numbers that running backs have produced when they're playing in a Peyton Manning offense. The leading rusher has averaged over 1,500 scrimmage yards and double-digit touchdowns. And no Sean Marino's gone. He's in Mm -hmm. Miami now. I don't believe in C.J. Anderson, and I don't believe in Ronnie Hillman. As long as Monte Ball is healthy, he is the guy I would draft him in the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round.
4: Well, defenses are certainly going to be gearing up to stop the pass there. And speaking – of that passing attack. Demarius Thomas had the second most fantasy points among wide receivers last year. Will he repeat that type of success, Mr. Fabiano? He's going
3: to be a top five wide receiver. I mean, he's got Peyton Manning throwing him the football and he's an absolute beast. This guy is a very tough wide receiver to defend. Peyton Manning loves throwing him the football. Look at him take the ball downfield, beat the defender, and almost take it to the house. Demarius Thomas is a second-round pick across the board. He'll be one of the first three to five wide receivers drafted. See, I'd look at this guy
1: in the first round. He's going to have a fantastic season. Again, this is a guy I trust. I trust Peyton Manning. I trust Demarius mm-hmm. Thomas. I don't trust guys like Monty Ball. Demarius Thomas is poised to have a huge breakout season. Remember when he was at Georgia Tech? He was still not a polished route runner. He is just getting better. And you look at the way Peyton Manning was playing in that second preseason game. He's already looking at him because he doesn't. He doesn't trust everybody just yet. He doesn't trust Manny Sanders quite yet. He's going to be looking at Demarius Thomas. And with Eric Decker gone, mm. that means more touchdowns for DT.
4: Mm, trust such a scary word. Speaking of Eric Decker gone, let me educate you for a second in case <laughs> uh, you guys didn't know he left to edum-cate. go to the New York J- Uh New <laughs> it's York Jets. He went right? to the, the New York Jets. Yeah, he Jace. went to the New York Jets. He also has a reality show, by yeah. the way, in case that he was wondering. But uh, Wes Welker, coming off a 10 touchdown year, and the team signed Emmanuel Sanders in March. So last year, Welker the new guy in mile high this year it's Sanders who will have the better year and we will start with you again
3: Back. I like Sanders a lot I think he could be a good sleeper breakout type but I'm going with Wes Welker <laughs> because he's got more skins on the wall he's got a great rapport with Peyton Manning the one issue I have with Welker is the concussions as long as he could stay healthy he's going to be fantastic Welker is the guy that I would draft ahead of Sanders but Sanders definitely has major upside yeah that's the truth though it's the concussions and it's the injury history I don't trust Wes Welker I'd go down
1: I'd have Manny Sanders it's going to take him a little bit of time to get on the same page with Peyton Manning but at the end of the season he's going to end up being the guy who has a better season I I don't know it's more with the Broncos offense it's just these any of these guys you can plug in and play and then when I'm looking at these two guys when I look at Wes Welker and I look at Sanders and I look at their ADP it's too much of a risk to go with Wes Welker at this spot. I'll wait a couple of rounds, I'll take Sanders, and I'll benefit.
4: Welker does have the advantage of spraying responsibly. I don't know if you saw that, his Old Spice commercial. <laughs> yeah. He was teaching us where you spray. See? It was yeah. pretty awesome. Like back He's got a great,
1: if we're drafting on commercials, right? yes, Wes Welker, first round.
4: In seventh grade, you were definitely extra spraying when you were in junior high. <laughs> Probably. Yes, for yeah. sure. All right, moving on. I digress. To Julius <laughs> Thomas, the tight end. This is his third year. He had a tremendous breakout year last year. Adam, what do you expect from him?
1: I expect another huge season from him again. With with Decker gone, they're going to need the red zone targets, and Julius Thomas is going to be getting those. He's, he had double-digit touchdowns last year. I expect him to have double-digit touchdowns again this season. I've moved him ahead of Rob Gronkowski. He's the second tight end off the board for me just behind Jimmy Graham. But even then, you watched him play San Francisco – he he just has he just takes advantage of those mismatches. He's getting even better. I I mean I would go all in on this guy. I I love these guys. Maybe not Monty Ball, but you know what? All the pass catchers, I'm I'm in. He's what now,
4: round? What round? Sorry.
1: He's been going off the boards in the fourth round, depending on
3: how my team breaks out.
4: Okay. He's, he's an, an
3: athletic freak. And he is a red zone freak. And Peyton Manning has a lot of trust in him. And when you put that all together, That's going to equal production. So I would not be shocked at all if he duplicates what he did last year. Uh, Double-digit touchdowns, over 700 receiving yards. Someone I'm drafting probably to me in the fourth or fifth Mm -hmm. round, but I don't know if he's going to last that long. If you draft him in the third round, I think that's a little bit too high for a tight end with only one good season. But listen. Peyton manages quarterback. He's the X factor. Mm-hmm. Thomas is a stud.
4: This just in. The Broncos are pretty darn good. Pretty and, good. <laughs> and plenty of potential on the fantasy side as well. Thank you, gentlemen. Still to come, could Gio Bernard or Keenan Allen jump into the top ten at their positions this year? Find out when our experts give you their list of breakout players for the running back in wide receiver position. And up next, fantasy two-a-days roll on as we're talking all things Chiefs before your fantasy draft. Could Alex Smith actually be a sleeper? Stick around, find out.
1: Think you can't live without your phone? Wait until you download the new NFL.com fantasy football app. Live draft from anywhere and watch in game video highlights on the go. NFL.com makes fantasy football better for everyone. Download for free at NFL.com slash fantasy app.
2: All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here's a look at the top 10 running backs mm. from 2013. Jamal Charles there at the top of the list. Usual casting characters, LaShawn McCoy, Matt Forte. A little bit surprised to see Adrian Peterson so far down low. Chris Johnson and O'Shawn Moreno switching teams here. But uh, on this list, uh, there are some real established names. But there's some young guys out there. A couple breakout guys that I really like. Actually, everyone that we're going to be talking about today, I really, really like. Uh, Don't spoil it, though. I won't. If you could, (laughs) share with me some of the top uh, running back guys that could really break out, break into that top ten, break into that top five. Fabs, we'll start with you. Uh, Giovanni Bernard. I think I've only mentioned him
3: uh, 500 times already in in the month of August. But I love what this kid brings to the table. His upside is phenomenal. And during the preseason, he is the only running back in Cincinnati to see snaps with the first team. Jeremy Hill hasn't been there. Ben Jarvis Greenell hasn't been there. Now, is there a chance that he's going to lose some goal line work to Hill? Absolutely. But that's what's happening in the NFL these days. Gio's got the ability to catch 50-plus passes give you 1,500 scrimmage yards and somewhere between seven and nine touchdowns, I would certainly draft him at the beginning of round two.
2: Mr. Adam
1: Rink, yes talk sir. to me about
3: Rashad Jennings. You
1: know, I really liked him a lot before this weekend, and then Eli Manning happened. But, you know, that notwithstanding, Rashad Jennings has showed over his great. Look, he played well for the Raiders, so he, he obviously, if the offense isn't good, he can still go out there and produce. And I like this guy as somebody who is going to be a number one running back for that team. And he also is very good out of the backfield. He catches the ball really well, and if Eli Manning's going to do a bunch of that, a bunch of the checkdowns and things of that nature, that's where Rashad Jennings is going to make his hay. I like this guy. I, I, he, he's got a great burst. We see it right here against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is this somebody who's fallen down draft boards? He's going to sneak him.
2: Plus, because that Giants offense is so bad, you can sneak him under your line. How about Andre Ellington? Another young, explosive back. Small in stature at 5'9 and about
3: 199 pounds, but he is big in terms of upside. He is really the only running back in Arizona that has any chance at being the bell cow. Jonathan Dwyer? No. Stephon Taylor? No. Is he going to lose some goal line work? Potentially. Uh, That could happen. We saw that happen in the preseason, but the touches are going to be there again a guy who can catch 50 passes kind of like a Giovanni Bernard a guy who can give you 1400 scrimmage yards last year he had over a thousand and he wasn't even the guy major upside for Ellington
2: how about Zach Stacy in St. Louis I know they spent a high pick on Trey Mason but Zach Stacy still pretty good don't
1: give me Trey Mason he's not good enough in pass protection to take any of the work away from Zach Stacy and I look right there He's a fourth-round pick, an average. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Did people not remember what he did last year? If you look at the teams that won fantasy championships, Zach Stacy was the number two running back behind Jamal Charles because this guy was a stud. And there's nobody. I understand Brian Schottenheimer is trying to make us believe that there's some sort of competition going on. There isn't. It's going to be Zach Stacy. And if you get him in the fourth round, then your team is probably poised for another championship. That's Zach stacy
2: He's so hot right now. He's so hot. <laughs> One if by land, two if by sea, three if by air, I think was the saying, right? Let's take a look at the top whiteouts from last year. Josh Gordon at the top. A lot of question marks there. The rest of the guys don't really surprise you. Demarius Thomas, Calvin Johnson, A.J. Green. Look, Eric Decker, Deshaun Jackson, new teams. Uh, a lot of uncertainty, I think, in their new respective positions as well. All right, but let's talk about breakout wide receivers. There's a lot of guys, and there always is, that could break into the top 10. Uh, Fabs, who do
3: you like? Cordero Patterson is at the top of my list. Last year, five second-year wide receivers had 1,000 yards. Cordero Patterson is a second-year wide receiver. Last year, the top-scoring wide receiver in fantasy football was Josh Gordon. His offensive coordinator was Norv Turner, who is now the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. I love Patterson's upside. Last year, at the end of the season, over the last four weeks, Not Calvin Johnson, nor Demarius Thomas, or Des
2: Bryant scored more fantasy points than Cordero Patterson. Hashtag knowledge, Uh, Randall, excuse me, Keenan Allen, Yes, my fellow Cal Bear. Yeah, buddy. You got to love this pick. I mean,
1: Keenan Allen, as good as he was last year, realized he was a non-factor for the Chargers for the first couple of weeks of the season. It's crazy. Then Malcolm Floyd goes out, and here comes Keenan Allen, and all of a sudden he takes the league by storm. And remember, this was a guy because of... Being at Cal, he got a late start to training camp. He was battling some injuries. But look at this guy, what he's able to do when he's out of the field, and that Mike McCoy offense with Phillip Rivers is going to continue to get it better. They play the Raiders twice. They play the Chiefs twice. I think he's going to put up some big numbers. This guy is ready to make a leap, and he will be a top-five receiver this season.
2: Cordell Papson, very versatile. Randall Cobb, also very versatile. Very versatile. Has never had a 1,000-yard season,
3: and he's been a bit injury-prone, but I still like this kid. He's in a contract year. And remember, James Jones is gone. Jermichael Finley is gone. I actually had a chance to talk to Mike McCarthy, the Packers head coach last week and I told him you know Randall Cobb's a big breakout guy in fantasy you know what that means probably nothing but I still (laughs) like Randall Cobb it's it's cool McCarthy's kid plays in like five fantasy leagues so uh so he knows uh, what's up he knows what's up and
2: Randall Cobb's upside this year massive he could lead the Packers in reception Adam Wright talk to me about Michael Floyd he may have had the quietest thousand yard receiving uh season ever Yeah, and the
1: guy they're talking about in Arizona has been John Brown. You've been hearing all these names go out, but Michael Floyd is a player that Bruce Arians believes will be the number one receiver in Arizona. He's ready to take the mantle away from Larry Fitzgerald. And you think of Bruce Arians' offenses in the past, very prolific. I like this kid, and again, you look at his average draft position, he is going to be a steal for you. A
2: steal. Somebody you can count on this season. All right, coming up, it's time to grab a pen and pad because We're going to roll out our list of breakout tight ends for 2014. No Jimmy Graham, no Gronk, no Julius, no problems because we're going to give you our breakout list coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
4: Coming up, want to know which Chiefs players are worth having on your fantasy roster this season? And will Jamal Charles repeat as a fantasy all-star again? Find out during our Chiefs fantasy primer. Plus, running back or wide receiver, what is one to do at the all-important flex spot? We'll reveal exactly what you need to do, be targeting to lock down the most underrated spot on your roster. In drafting, a tight end is always a bit tricky, but there's plenty of diamonds in the rough. Stick around to see which tight ends our experts say are bound to break out in 2014. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Speaking of diamonds in the rough, Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, I'm Molly. Can you see what I did there? I did. Yeah.
1: Appreciate
4: that. Just a reminder, you can always tweet the show with any of your draft or fantasy-related questions. Just hit us up on Twitter, at NFL Fantasy. We'd love to hear from you guys. All right, gents. We are breaking down the Chiefs from top to bottom, starting with Alex Smith. And the only thing we know about him is he was a bit inconsistent Michael Fabiano, and he drove owners A back. bit
3: inconsistent? Mm. Look at these numbers. Seven games, he was gangbusters. Then four, eh, he was alright. And then the other four, fewer than ten fantasy points. And if you started him in week 16, he is probably your most hated player in the National Football League with fewer than five fantasy points. Oh, this is why Alex Smith will never be Ooh. more than a matchup-based QB2 from a fantasy perspective. Inconsistency. And let's face it, This offense is centered around Jamal Charles and the running game. So Alex Smith will come out and put up good numbers one week, maybe even two weeks in a row. But the second you start him and trust him, he burns you. So draft him late. The problem with Smith I have is the inconsistency, but also he's already hit the ceiling. There's no more upside left with Alex Smith.
4: You're calling him a game manager.
3: See, but I I started him a week 15. I love him. He yeah? was fantastic. Oh, that week
4: fifteen. Yeah, yeah that against week against the Raiders. That's good. He did have more fantasy yeah. points than Tom Brady. See? How about them Whoa. apples? Yes. Well, That wasn't are exactly
3: you... a hard task last year. Oh. Tom Brady wasn't hey. that good last hey. year. Hey,
4: it's, it's a Always nice. Taking shots it's it's at Tom nice. Brady. It's nice company. How are we to... doing a Chiefs
1: preview <laughs> and you're taking shots at Tom Brady? I, I like how you work. I right speak in. the truth.
4: All right, let's focus. Jamal Charles. <laughs> He didn't struggle. He was consistent, scoring the third most points in all of fantasy last year. Adam, will he repeat that success this season? Because I need to trust.
1: He's going to be hard-pressed to repeat that performance. Mm. I still like him as a top three running back, but when you look at who he's going up against in fantasy drafts, I'm talking about LeSean McCoy and Matt Forte. I moved Jamal Charles down to the third spot because there's some question marks on the offensive line. Eric Fisher has not looked very good. They don't know what to do with him. Our own Greg Rosenthal made the point that if he wasn't a first overall pick, Eric Fisher probably wouldn't be on the field. So they've got some new pieces on the offensive line. I. I, I I'm having a hard time trusting him. I have to put him down to three. He's still fantastic. He's still going to put up great numbers. i are not
4: trusting Eric Fisher but either. But
1: he's, oh, not at all, <laughs> not at all. You have to
3: worry about the offensive line, and, and no running back since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006, 2007, has gone back-to-back as the mm. number one running back in fantasy football.
4: That was almost as good as my Tom Brady nugget, almost. <laughs> almost. So news <laughs> oh, came down last one. week that Joanne will be suspended for one game for a marijuana-related offense. What are your expectations for him once he's back from suspension after?
1: Well, he really hasn't been very consistent. You look back to his breakout season in 2010, he, he was really great. But since that time, he's been nothing but a disappointment. So I avoid him in fantasy drafts. He's one of those names that you see. You start getting around 8th, 9th, 10th round. You look at it, you're like, ah, there's Dwayne Bowe. But I'd rather take a chance on one of the rookies. I'd rather draft Brandon Cooks. I'd even go after Kelvin. I'd go after pretty much anybody than Dwayne Bowe. He's just, you know, with an inconsistent
3: quarterback like Alex Smith, you can't trust an inconsistency like him. I'm suspending Dwayne Bowe for 16 games in my oh. fantasy football leagues because I'm not touching him. What's the latest suspension? Fifth wide receiver, and I'm suspending him for inconsistency okay. and being an underachiever.
4: I would throw the flag if I could, but I can't. Why? it's all true. No, 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 no. In, in congruent with you. Guys.
3: I understand. Oh, congruent. I you. wouldn't draft him until Breaking the late the rounds.
4: Doesn't <laughs> SAT at word. Wow. At wow. best. I, you I, your
3: word of the day calendar. I studied
4: that. Oh my gosh, it's Monday. Can everybody tell? <laughs> All right, let's talk about sleepers because clearly I'm sleeping here, and, and, and I love me some good sleepers. We've got some rookie guys yeah. you're, you're looking forward to. An Oregon Duck, I understand.
1: The Anthony Thomas. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I fall in love with these guys in college, and I, you know, I watch a lot of his games there with Oregon, and now I just want to play him in the fantasy league, I don't know that he's going to have a huge year, but he's looked great so far in preseason. A very exciting player. I love that he wears number one. We need more of that in the NFL. For sure. I, don't, I don't know if you get fantasy points for that in any league like that. But that's awesome. You know what? Plus, you know what? The, the Chiefs DST was very good last season. If this guy is going to be able to return kicks, that's a little added bonus there. So something to keep an eye on. Like, don't draft him, but keep an eye on him.
4: Yeah, and, and picking exciting. number one makes me think that he's got a big ego. I love that. So he'll probably be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like that logic. I That's do. tremendous. Don't that, don't listen hash, to don't hashtag
1: listen, analysis. Don't
4: listen to that advice. <laughs> All right, Fabs, you got another sleeper, Travis Kelsey. My question here, though, is he is a rookie tight end, and you told us to beware of tight ends, but you're liking him. I just like
3: Kelsey's upside. Okay, okay. I'm not telling you to draft him as your number one, and you should But he has tight end to potential. And he's looked good in the preseason, his last game, four catches, 63 yards and a 43-yard touchdown. He's a big dude. And again, he's not Rob Gronkowski, okay, he's not Jimmy Graham. he's not even Zach Ertz. But if you draft a second tight end late, he's worth taking a chance on, especially if you get one of the elite tight ends where your number two Mm -hmm. isn't going to really hurt you one way or the other. So. Kelsey is a guy to continue to watch in the preseason. He's out
1: running the secondary.
3: Like, look at him. That's the
1: thing about the Chiefs. They've got two exciting players who are fantastic. I don't know if they're fantasy relevant, but at least they're fun to watch.
4: Yeah, good stuff. All right, guys, when we come back, it's flex time, and we're handing you the tools to dominate your draft by naming our players to target for your flex spot. NFL Fantasy Live presented by DirecTV is back in just a few. Can we get some?
2: Time now for Dominate Your Draft, presented by DirecTV. It's Fantasy Draft Week here on NFL Fantasy Live. James Coe here alongside Michael Fabiano, Mr. Adam Rank. Guys, one of the most important positions on your fantasy roster, of course, that all-important flex spot. So let's pretend you've already drafted your starting running backs, your starting wide receivers. Who do you like in your flex position this year, Mr. Fabiano? I'm going to go with C.J. Spiller, even though earlier in the show (laughs) I said I don't like
3: what I've seen from him in the preseason. But C.J. Spiller in some leagues is being drafted as an RB2. Good luck with that headache if you do that. As an RB3, as a flex starter, I would take a chance on CJ Spiller all day long because he's still young and I still think he has a chance to much improve on what he did or didn't do in 2013.
2: Adam Rank, Toby Gerhardt is a guy that some folks are taking in their RB2 position. Right. Might be, uh, as Fabiano said with C.J. Spiller, Toby Gerhardt in your RB2 could be a little bit pricey. A little bit. in that bit. flex position, but man, that'd be a great pickup.
1: Yeah, it's a great pickup because there's not a lot of number one running backs in the NFL right that's now. That's right. Somebody who's going to get all the kick carries and get all the touches and everything. So that's why I like Toby Gerhardt there. He reminds me a lot of Michael Turner when he was the underside to L- LaDainian Tomlinson for so many years. It's a great call. Went to Atlanta, had a big breakout. Now he's going down to Duval County. He's going to do something similar. He's pretty good, both catching and running. You know, as long as they call the right plays for him, don't let him run outside. But you see what he did right there, running <laughs> up the middle. He'll truck you up the middle, yeah, man. Yeah, just plenty of this, plenty of this. And I like this Jags team. I, I really think a lot of good things are going to happen.
2: What, what round do you like Toby Gerhart?
1: Well, if he gets down to the fourth, fifth round, I'd love that. I know some leagues people go a little bit – early on him, but, man, I I just, I look at his average draft position, I'm comfortable with him. If I'm going a couple of receivers, I do like him in the RB2 position, but Flex, I guess I'd have to be happy with
2: him. There you go. Uh, Let's talk about Ray Rice-Fabs. He's going to miss a couple of games to start off the season, but, you know, again, you look at that zone-blocking scheme, he could be poised for a big year. People freak out about
3: things like suspensions and uh, injuries, that kind of thing. Sometimes too much. Now, Ray Rice is not gonna play in the first two games. Okay, we're gonna have Bernard Pierce be the the running back there. But Rice looks more spry. He's lost some weight. He's got a little giddy up in his step. He sure does. And he's gonna be motivated to come back and play well. People who see two game suspension overreact and they let him sit on their draft board. His ADP on NFL.com right now is round eight. If I could get Ray Rice in round eight, listen, I'm gonna do a dance around the rest of my owners in that draft. (laughs) Don't worry about the suspension. Drafting, if he's
2: fallen into the eighth round, take him. You could draft him as your four, and then when he comes back, he's your flex. And you're looking good. Tremendous value. Talk to me about uh, the value that Gary Kubiak adds to both Bernard Pierce and Ray Rice. Well, look at the running backs that Kubiak has coached. I mean, you're talking about Arian
3: Foster, uh, Steve Slayton from Houston. then during his days with the Denver Broncos, a lot of running backs put up some pretty good numbers. So I think Ray Rice, despite the suspension, Mm -hmm. is kind of trending
2: in the right way because people are getting too freaked out about not taking him. A running back I love this year. Okay. Joyke Bell, and I know yeah, you're high buddy. on him as well.
1: Yeah, I really like what he did last year. He's one of the, you know, him and Reggie Bush formed a pretty good team there in Detroit. And I look at the situation that he's in. Now, if he was playing with a running back who was the picture of health, I would still like Joy Bell because he gets goal line carries. He catches the ball an awful lot out of the backfield. The Lions are playing catch up a lot of times too so they have to throw the ball. But then you add in the fact that he is playing with Reggie Bush and there's going to be some time this season Reggie Bush is going to miss some games. That means it's going to be the joint Bell show. I love this guy. And like you said he's going in the ninth round.
2: That's a great spot to get him. Then he's your flex guy. This is, He's unbelievable. I, I, the upside on, on Joy Bell in the ninth round to me is tremendous. Again, yeah. goal line carries. But, again, if Reggie Bush misses time, man, we're talking about a potential RB1. Uh, Fabs, talk to me about Michael Crabtree in 2012. Great season. 85 catches, 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. Last year – not so much is he a player to be trusted
3: I think he is and remember what I just said about Ray Rice people freak out about guys with suspension or injury well Crabtree's coming off an injury right last year didn't do very much because he wasn't on the field when he came back Colin Kaepernick threw the football to him he likes Michael Crabtree if you look at the numbers that Colin Kaepernick produced a couple of years ago his best fantasy games Michael Crabtree was right there producing big-time numbers he is the wide receiver to target from the San Francisco 49ers. Forget about Anquan Bolden and Stevie Johnson. I think they're more of late-round picks. Crabtree's also looking for, uh, you know, a, a little, little payday. <laughs> he's in a contract here. So he's going to be even more made, motivated to produce. I think Crabtree could end up being a three or a flex, depending on your draft strategy, and at that point... It's like gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> it's like gold. Another guy that could be gold. In
1: Atlanta, Adam Ring, talk to me about Roddy White. Really like Roddy White this season. You, you know, he battled some injuries last year, and no again, doubt. that drops his ADP down because people are, like Mike says, freaking out because of his injuries last year. But if you look what he did when he came back in the month of December, he had more targets than anybody else. He had more receiving yards than anybody else. This guy is still a stud at the receiver position, and with Julio, Jones sitting across from him, you can't really double him. And then he goes in, he goes, it goes to work. He's going to be fantastic this year. I also like him, too. This is what he did last year. He let us know as fantasy enthusiasts when he was going to play. He's like, if you see me not practicing,
2: don't start me. So he's giving us a heads up. So if he comes out and tells us he's going to be doing well, I'm going to trust him. All right, there you go. That was Dominate Your Draft, presented by DirecTV. All right, and coming up, let's say you missed out on Jimmy Graham, Julius Thomas, and Gronk. Shame on you, JK, JK. Don't sweat the small stuff, because when we return, we reveal our breakout tight ends to Target for 2014. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
1: Steps up, looks, throws in the middle.
0: Touchdown, Reggie! He's he he got it! Touchdown! He's got it! He it! Ken Brill, Break- Tompkins!
2: How sweet does that thing look? Take your draft to the next level! with the official fantasy draft board of the NFL. The kit includes easy-to-use player label stickers and room for up to 16 teams in 20 rounds. Be sure to check it out at nfl.com All draft board. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. James Coe here with Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, two gentlemen with very nice footwear and socks. Thank you, sir. We try. <laughs> Your top tight ends as we try to close out this show here. Jimmy Graham obviously at the top. Vernon Davis, Julius Thomas, Tony G, no longer with us, out of the league, he's retired. But the rest of the guys you see there, Martellus Bennett, a top 10 fantasy tight end. Adam Rick, I know you're very yeah. excited about that.
1: Yes. Yeah, hard to believe though, we talked about it last week, that he kind of snuck up there.
2: You did. All right, let's talk about some breakout tight ends that we think could jump into the top 10 I know you like this guy a lot of guys like this guy Kyle Rudolph I said it earlier in the show
3: North Turner's the tight end whisperer this guy has proven that he can make plays he did so right there against the Arizona Cardinals this guy remember he won a Pro Bowl MVP a couple of years ago he can be a massive playmaker in this offense drafting late and I'm telling you something right now he could be one of the best bargains among tight ends
2: i would agree jordan reed for you mr rank
1: yeah immensely talented guy for the redskins and you look at training camp this season they've been raving about him all the things that he can do and if we're going to get the rg3 that just sits in the pocket and looks over receivers jordan reed's going to be featured prominently especially in the red zone i like that he has two good receivers outside of him kind of open things up for him great running attack too the only thing that scares me is that Jay Gruden didn't necessarily have a great tight end when he was in Cincinnati. That's the only thing that's bugging me about this. But you can't argue with this guy's talent. And if he can stay healthy for a full
2: season, he's up for a monster breakout. I think the talent is there. I wonder if the targets will be there. Zach Ertz in Philadelphia. A lot to like about this second-year player at Stanford. He
3: flashed at the end of last year as a red zone target for Nick Foles. We've already seen him find the end zone in the preseason. Remember, Deshaun Jackson is gone. Jeremy Macklin is in. But boy, the injury question marks about Macklin are already starting to come up. So I think Ertz comes in. He could score eight touchdowns this season in this offense. Draft him
2: I wonder if the yardage will be there, though, Fabs. Tight ends, mostly the yardage isn't there, but if Mm -hmm. he gives me six or 700, I'm happy. True. Garrett Graham, double G for you,
1: Mr. Wright. Yeah, you think of the Houston Texans' tight ends. They always seem to score touchdowns. I don't know that I'm always starting them, but we're looking for somebody to break out there. If Ryan Fitzpatrick ends up being the quarterback, which is going to you happen. Know, you know he's going to be looking for his tight end. So, Garrett Graham, somebody you can
2: gamble on a little bit later in your drafts, probably as a free agent pickup, too. That's going to do it for us. We had a great show. Great socks, by the way. Too bad you guys didn't see it. Well, I think you guys may have seen it, actually. I was rocking it earlier. I like it. NFL Fantasy Live is back tomorrow. in our 2 days heads to the NFC South to look at the Falcons and Saints. We will see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL.com.
0: Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander.
4: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.